Welcome back to the CM Podcast 2017 Episode 2. I am again joined by Ewan and Rowan. And today, we're going to be talking about the top five worst movies of 2016. But first, Ewan, watched any movies recently? Uh, any movies? Uh, oh yeah, I rewatched watched Shaun of the Dead recently. Had to go back to it. I love the comedy in it. I love Simon Pegg and Nick Frost duo. Great duo together. And, you know, I had to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. One of the best. Our best out of their kind of trilogy of working together, I would say. Oh, Hot yeah. Fuzz was good, but Shaun of the Dead just had the humour of like a horror comedy, which you never really see anymore. Is it, is it one of your favourite zombie films? or I would definitely say it's one of them. I don't really watch that many uh, zombie films because they're a bit boring and a bit yeah. slow. The only good zombie films I would say are Zombieland and 28 Days Later kind of series right, franchises because yeah. mm. they're just like... Yeah, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't a particular fan of the Twenty Eight Days Later. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, I've watched them, but I, I just, I don't know. It was just, I didn't seem as good as like, um, as Shaun of the Dead for me. I, I kind of like that comedic aspect to it. That's why I also like, you know, Zombieland because it's got that comedic aspect to such a, an apocalypse, which was, oh, yeah. mm. which shouldn't be funny. Dark kind of thing you're making a thing. It's just like it's a great thing you did. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Zombie apocalypse. Let's just go down to the pub. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's and a great it, you know, idea. Um, especially with um, you know Zombieland, you know, oh the zombie apocalypse, let's go get Twinkies, you know. That, I think that was <laughs> yeah. just a great aspect as well. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I I didn't really like Zombieland. It's probably the clowns. Um, no, no. I prefer the more sort of realistic, oh, even though it's not realistic because it's zombies, but films like I Am Legend, uh, mm. emotional films like that. Uh, yeah, and that the, is emotional. The scene, the scene, if 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 an apocalypse was meant to, if if, if it was going to happen, then. That's how I'd vision it. Yeah. Um, not this sort of comical. I think, you know, where Zombieland comes from um, is more of a, like, say, if there's the zombie apocalypse has been going on for a couple of months, people are going to be used to it, aren't they? It's become day-to-day life. So I think that comical aspect will start to kick in. But obviously not on to that degree, but I think some people will get so used to zombies that it will just mm. be like... You're in a circus theme park area. You've got to make it comical. You're just yeah, exactly, a, yeah. I would go for the rides, you know, post-apocalyptic world. Yep. Free rides, no one's going to stop it. Free everything, really. Popcorn. Yeah, true. Uh, I was not candy sure. Candy cane, not candy canes, uh, candy floss. Yeah. <laughs> it's free, no one's going to stop you but zombie clowns, yeah. which you don't want to see. Two nightmares mixed in one. Yeah. All right, yeah. Rowan, what about you? Uh, so, watched a couple of films recently, um, Assassin's Creed being one of them. So, this actually didn't have good reviews. Um, to be honest, I actually did quite like this film, uh, directed by Justin Kurzel. I believe that's how you say it, and it stars Michael Fassbender as Aguilar, um, who is this assassin that goes back in time um, using this device called the Animus, I think it's called. Um, one difference with the game, because obviously this this film is adapted from a video game, yeah, one yeah. difference is that the, the Animus, so in the game, uh, you basically just lie down, go to sleep, and you go back in time, whereas in the film you're sort of suspended in this sort of crane thing, which is... Uh, which is nice. It adds a sort of different element. Um, I did like the sort of the fluid action sequences. However, I do think it focused on this a little bit too much. Um, but um, Michael Fassbender, good good acting. You don't usually see him in this sort of film. Um, if he wasn't in this film, I don't think it would be as good, to be honest. Um, but yeah, he did a good job. Um, the history really detailed. And that the film had a good depth to it. Um, but one thing that I didn't really like about it was the fact that it did have sort of some loose ends um, that didn't really sort of... It didn't you know, tie up the story. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
and towards the end it was sort of open um don't know if that's a good thing it could mean a second uh, film so exactly. that's good yeah you but know. Uh, yeah, Ish. that's that's true. Just, I mean, yeah. it just means they have room for improvement. If there's going to be a second one, if they could get that one out, you know, yeah, there could be room for improvement. I think it's one of the better um, video game adapted films um, compared to films such as such as Warcraft. And right. Sort of yeah. Thing. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I think I'm gonna have to uh, like agree with that one. Is like most films that are kind of relating to the game will have that you know audience link to the game itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I hadn't played uh, the games, I probably wouldn't have gone to see this film. It does have sort of uh, Easter eggs in the film. Yeah, um, yeah. Again, if, you, if you'd if you never played the games and you don't understand sort of the history, it's it's probably not for you um, because it uh, it does tie into the film quite a lot, to, to the game, sorry, quite a lot. Um, but overall, it was, it was an all right film. They could have done better, but some elements were actually quite good. Right, fair enough. Um, my game uh, actually was um, kind of a family, very family friendly movie. Um, I really enjoy it. I've always enjoyed it. It's quite an old one as well. It's uh, Aliens in the Attic. Don't know if you guys have seen it. Never seen it. No. Heard of it? I've probably seen it many years back, but yeah, well, it doesn't it, come to mind when I think of it. Yeah, it was quite a funny movie actually. I was, um, uh, I'm always pleasantly surprised when I watch the movie. Um, it's like a family movie, like I said, uh, and the target is mainly kids. Mm. Kids, you know, and um, adults, like a family movie. Um, but when I'm watching it, I'm 18, I watched it with my sister, and she's, you know, 13, so there's quite an age difference, but m- both of us are just crying laughing at this movie. Um, it's based off, you know, aliens in an attic. It's quite mm. self-explanatory. Uh, but these aliens are landing from Earth, uh, landing <laughs> onto Earth, not from Earth, and... Um, have these mind control devices which they use only on the adults because it only works on uh, the adults the kids can't be harmed by it but you get some really funny scenes of the grandma being controlled by this device where she <laughs> ends up being you know cry kicking the the son oh. without even him realizing so it becomes quite a, a funny film so it does have like a comical element to it yeah definitely um, a very comical that appeals element. to all audiences yeah exactly it is it's funny nonetheless and um i mean you can't be a ninja grandma can you like no exactly think about it what's I mean, better <laughs> There's no, like, you know, big-time uh, A-list celebrities or anything. These are all, like, fairly new celebrities. I think you shouldn't got, have to be, I think, if it's a comical Yeah, role. exactly. I think you get, like, um, one girl who's done really well in Disney or something like that. I think she might... I think she is from Disney. But um, other than that, you get just, like, new new celebrities, and they do really well in the movie, and I think, like, because of that, it's... Um, it's, it's made for enjoyment, you know? You're not watching it to be, like... See an amazing film you hear to enjoy it as a yeah, family. Exactly. It's not like yeah, it's not meant to be emotional. We need yeah. this, you know. We, we need Jennifer Lawrence. We need Chris yeah. Pat. We need you know like Ryan Reynolds. No, exactly. Yeah, we just want a good film to watch, and that's that's what it is in a yeah. sense. And yeah, it just and from there it just kind of goes on from you know one out of the yeah f- I think five aliens that have landed or four aliens. Um, one of them is actually kind of friendly, wants to kind of adapt um, to the human you know lifestyle and Earth's you know secrets and all that. But the rest just want to, you know, terminate the humans and control the planet. But you follow that alien and, and you follow that alien, become friends with the family that are all, you know, living in the house and then progress for the film. I won't give it away. Don't want to give any spoilers away just in case you guys decide to watch it. But but you, you know, do recommend that we watch definitely, it. Definitely, yeah. It's a good fr- it's good fun. It's good fun, yeah. Good movie to watch. Any other movies you guys watched? Um, yeah, so recently I watched um, La La Land, which is actually, um, you know, the critics have been going mental for it. It's... Um, a really, really, really good film. I didn't think I'd like it with it being a musical. 
No. Um, I do like other musicals um, that have been made into films, such as Lame Is, which was actually good, but this sort of brings back that sort of Casablanca feel to Hollywood films. Ooh, um, that's good. It's not, I obviously, it's not as good as Casablanca, no, right, I think yeah. anything <laughs> is. Um, but it does, ha- it does have this sort of element of innocence to it. Um, mm. Ryan Gosling did a fantastic job. Um, I feel like it was one of his best performances, um, mm. bar films such as Lars and the Real Girl. Um, really emotional film where he actually plays an autistic, um, I think he's about 27 years old. Um, fantastic film. Um, but yeah, amazing acting. Emma Stone, um, who who is also in it. Um, I think those, you know, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are sort of like an on-screen couple. You know, they're in quite a lot of films together. But um, she did an amazing job. That I mean, there's scenes where she's um, doing auditions for films because she wants to become this sort of movie star. And to be able to act in an audition whilst being filmed at the same time, I, I believe, is amazing. Um, the director, Damien um, Chazelle, I think it is, um, he's only 32 years old. Um, and to be able to create a film like this is amazing, to be honest. Um, you know, a lot of directors sort of envy him a little bit because he's managing to create films that are getting, uh, that I assume will get, you know, quite high up uh, awards. Yeah, because usually, because, you know, through experience, directors, as they get older, will have more experience and become more, you know, success. Yeah, but to have the, to have a director that, that is this young is amazing. And, you know, I can imagine a lot of his films in the future are going to be outstanding. Um, yeah. Again, with the with the directing, uh, the sort of the music and the, the acting, the camera work is fantastic, fantastically choreographed. So, I mean, the opening scene... Um, to me, it did seem a little bit sort of cheesy, but you did, that that is the sort of main element of yeah, yeah. of musicals. But the filming the filming was fantastic. They're sort of on this highway, and everyone's sort of dancing on the cars, and it seems as though it's completely seamless. The camera work, which is amazing. Um, as I said, the film has an innocence. There's not much swearing. There's not much sex. That sort of thing. So it it, it it's a love story without all that in it. Um, right. And. Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, and, D- and Damien Chazelle has done. Have uh, all done a fantastic job with this film, um, and hopefully it is it is sort of reborn this sort of musical right, um, yeah. element. And it's you know really really good film. I think especially nowadays we're so obsessed with reality television yeah. and reality films, films that uh, relate to us. But to see a film like this, which is sort of fantasy, is uh, really really refreshing and. You know, yeah. brilliant film. You, I, I really do recommend you should watch it. Yeah, because um, there's a few things that put me astray from the movie. Because one, I'm not a type of musical type of guy. I won't watch, you know, musicals. Really? Uh, although I've mm. seen like Billy Elliot and stuff like that. There's some good musicals out there. I mean, like even Bugs and Malone is just a good yeah, musical. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I watched them and I have liked some, but it's not like that type of movie genre. You're not that going I go out for. to see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And another thing was Ryan Gosling. I haven't seen. Um, personally, a movie with Ryan Gosling in that I actually enjoyed. Um, so therefore, I'm just naturally just going to say yeah. no to that movie. That's actually quite surprising because, to be honest, he's one of my favourite actors. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. As I said before, this film's amazing. He's in Lars and the Real Girl, which is uh, an amazing film, which I mentioned before. And uh, all the films. Um, he's also in um, Drive, which is actually a film about basically this. He, he, is, he, he doesn't have a name in it. He's actually called Driver. Um, uh, this sort of character who um, works for people getting away from sort of uh, criminal activity and that sort of thing. Um, really interesting film, amazing soundtrack, and they actually they actually released the soundtrack on vinyl, um, 
So yeah, so you, you definitely should check that out. Cause oh, it's right. re- really good film. Yeah. Um, if you don't like Ryan Gosling, I, I would watch these sort of films because you, you, hopefully it would sort of convert you. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, I'll definitely look into it. Um, I haven't been a fan before, but maybe this would be the movie to you know inspire me to watch more of his films. Yeah. Um, but moving on, I think we can go into our now our top five uh, worst films of 2016, which uh, is going to be a it's going to be a big one. This one, yeah, it's quite controversial. Yes, there's very a lot of films. I think there's, we've got films that are definitely like yeah, they should be there. That's yeah. a, that's and a films that surprisingly we actually quite like. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. In terms of critics and definitely, and that public. brings me on to actually our number five um, movie of 2016, and that is Warcraft, which is what I'm going to be talking about. Because I, I was actually um, one of those who played the Warcraft franchise. I played the World of Warcraft games, loved them as a kid, and I really get this movie. And I understand the Easter eggs. I understand the you know, the the characters and the places and the countries and the 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 islands and the creatures. Everything about it, I understand and I can relate to and I can link to. But the critics are saying otherwise because for those people who don't know or haven't played the game, are seeing the world in a different way. They're seeing it in a very complicated yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, I I. I haven't played the game, and I struggled with that quite a lot. I mean, I I didn't I haven't watched the film, so I can't really say much. But just watching the adverts um, for the film um, just seemed a little bit too complicated for me, who doesn't know about the the, pla- the the names of the places, the names of characters. Yeah. So if you've played the game, then fair enough. But if you haven't played the game, um, and you know, I'm I'm even glad for people who are older than me who who don't really play games at all. Mm. I think it you know it would sort of be complicated yeah. if you understand I mean, what I mean. That's the problem with it. Like, if you're making a video game ad- adaptation, do you create it just for your the fans of the game? Or do you try and pander to the people who have not watched it? And it's, yeah. it's a hard thing to do, especially in a fantasy set world, because, like, again, you have the names. Like, yeah. You wouldn't know who's, like, Drachnov, yeah. Redbridge, or yeah. anything like that. I mean, you forget, you know, it's a fantasy, but, like, it's a, it's a script of fantasy. You know, you can't expand your mindset because you're going by... You know, a re a written already, you know, sequel and franchise. Yeah. So you are still kept in a little bit of a barrier. But I think what I have to agree with when it comes to the critics of the movie is that I'm going to say about ninety percent of the movie is CGI. You know, there's not many practical effects. There's not many actual practical, you know, props that you see. You know, you see tools and armor and stuff, and that's a, that is it. The, even the locations that they are filming at isn't even real. You know, it's all CGI. The mountains next to where the castles, the buildings are mainly cgi with just a hefty amount of green screen yeah i mean i think films such as lord of the rings and the hobbit prove to us that they can be fantasy films can be created without this the amount of cgi obviously peter jackson does like using cgi with characters such as Gollum and that um king kong films such as that but um the locations in these films are all real you've just got to look for them and obviously the the armor and everything it takes a lot of work Mm. but as you can see through the success of these films, that it is yeah. worth it at the end. Yeah. Um, actually creating the actual props for this film rather than just going down, some would say, the easy route of yes. CGI, although it is quite time-consuming. And everybody wants to be able to, because I know there's a lot of like hard, hard you know, fans that just want to go and visit these actual places. Like, you know how you say Lord of the Rings did well with its only minor use of CGI and more mm. practical effects. Um, people go explore, you know, New Zealand where yeah, they film. Yeah, I mean, they have uh, Hobbit Town. Yeah, they've, yeah, they've still got, got Hobbit Town there, which is actually um, they've still got the sort of Hobbit holes which you can go to. Yeah, um, yeah. 
it's a tour and to be honest i'd love to go exactly <laughs> and um, that that's the part that warcraft's been missing it's like we can't go to these locations and see for ourselves as well we're not seeing a real they're trying to make a film become real but they're still making it a cgi film so it's not really becoming real it's still it's still fake it's still animated it's not mm. becoming real and you know as f- if i'm going to narrow down the bad aspects of this movie i'd say you know plot lines the plot keys not only confused people but actually confused fans of the game as they skipped major points of the actual franchise and story um to make it more of an action-packed film um which is really confusing for both people who are fans of the franchise and um just newcomers to watch a, a warcraft movie um and again like i've just said the cgi um acting was pretty good um actually from most from most cases uh although there was a few that was dead on just poor um mm. can't remember her name but she was in just she was in she was an orc but in a human body but she was just like she a knew but knew complete english so it's like she was an orc supposed to be speaking a complete different language goes to the kingdom of you know where the human race is and speaks fluent english and there's not a problem there and there's not even a, like a that's a good education I would yeah say. <laughs> it's not even a gradual like process into her learning the language it's just bam straight away she knows fluent english i mean you you've got to though for a film it doesn't you don't want to waste 10 minutes just saying well, like, yeah but in the story get, let's get the translator it's just yeah. like what did yeah. you say can you repeat that oh, okay okay yeah well she you know said, oh dear there's something coming it's like but I, I know what you mean though, so yeah in the storyline they when it, it gradually it was a gradual process so it's a little bit of a you know a bit of a backstab for that but other than that you know because personally i was a fan of the franchise i do particularly like it but i do understand where the critics come from and that is why warcraft is our number five worst film of um 2016 because of its budget flop because financially it didn't do well because as you can imagine a lot of money went into that cgi mm. and not a lot of money came back but yeah moving on to uh number four we've got batman versus superman uh a very anticipated film i would say for the dc franchise world in a sort of sense like you know it's it's a mortal man versus a god you could say but it, it just the dialogue in it and the whole kind of like script just felt really bad like it's a good film in the sense of action where you want to go watch a fight like mm. that's great but if you've got no wording to follow it it's kind of just like it's just a bunch of gibberish in a sort of sense yeah. Film, like, yeah i think a lot of films focus on purely action maybe yeah. talk about that a little bit later but um and not story um yeah. you know i've heard that i mean i have watched this film um batman versus superman and the the action was really good the fight scenes was was brilliant um but again the storyline could have been better um i believe yeah, it's just like you you can see in batman like his suit was awesome i would say that mm. the explosions like with his it was awesome the way he, he just spoke though it's just a bit like Ben Affleck could have done better I could say that he was going to film could have done better but it's one of those ones where like this is a film that DC kind of needed to go against the Marvel which rocked the I would say the 2016 and it kind of just it was close but it just wasn't there Yeah, and yeah. It, you could see that a lot in like the critics like Ryan Tomatoes give it a 27% which when you think about it, that's really low yeah, compared I mean, to what others gave them. But it's just like twenty or seven percent is a film which you would probably see from like a B list film, you know, yeah, yeah. not taken seriously, not, not an A list film, like yeah, like yeah. We th- there is um, sort of film reviewers such as Mark Kermode, who are um, who is a, a, a reviewer and he's also on 
Radio 5 Live, I think. Right. And it was in his top 10 worst films purely for that reason that it focuses too much on action and not yeah. not enough on story. Um, and it was it, it was an eagerly awaited film and just didn't didn't really live yeah. up to this sort of hype. I mean, I've seen the movie and, you know, on a, on a standpoint from, you know, just on its own, it is just a jam-packed action movie um, with some very questionable screenwriting, that's for yeah, sure. They, they tried to end it all very quickly with, like, a quick little ending, which yeah, yeah. is just like, you could, run, you could, like, plan this out a little bit more, you know, remove maybe, like, you know, five, ten minutes mm-hmm. of a fight or in between the fight and give it a little bit more of dialogue. And you yeah. Would, the one thing I will say which is I'm happy about is that they showed Wonder Woman and The Flash where they had like hints towards it which I think is great for the upcoming yeah. Justice League which I think they could redeem themselves in. So yeah, let's hope. That's why I think it's that for because it, it's a great film for action but got to work on your dialogue. You've got to have yeah. a bit of both. You've got to have the balance. I've got to ask, are you Batman or Superman? Oh, I'm a Batman, you know. Batman. A guy who can Batman, take yeah. on a dude who's yeah. a god they well, call I'm gonna him. I'm going to be the one in this and I, I actually really like Superman. Yeah. Like, Ooh, I like Batman, get out. but he's, get so, out of the room. Come he's on. so, like, oh, it's so cliche now. And I know that's that's a lot coming from Superman, but um, when it comes to Batman, I just think he's so, he's got such a massive fan base. And, like, for some reason, because people back it up with, oh, yeah, well, he plans ahead, or, oh, well, it's Batman, so it's okay. That doesn't give him the reason to be able to take on a god. But Superman wears his underwear above his tights. Can you explain that? And makes <laughs> it look good. Can we explain? <laughs> it makes it look good. I think what I like about Batman, though, and the reason why I prefer Batman is is purely because he has this sort of human element to him. So he, with with Superman, it's, it's almost the idea that he can't be hurt. But with Batman, he can be. And, and to me, it sort of allows us to relate to this character. Um which you know I really liked um, with Batman overall. Yeah, you'll see that in the animated Batman versus Superman. Like he allowed himself to take some damage to fight yeah. Superman, and it's well, just that's like what I mean. Superman took a beating, didn't really fight back. He doesn't want to. No, yeah. he doesn't want to kill Batman, yeah, does he? Different moral codes. Yeah, I mean Batman doesn't isn't supposed he to kill, care. but he was pretty decent. He was pretty fine with killing. Superman. Oh yeah, yeah. But, that's why um, I'm saying bad dialogue. Yeah, dialect. yeah. But no, I know what you mean. Like. Superman didn't really fight back because he has moral codes and he was only trying to tell Batman in the, probably the worst way by not right. actually telling him until the very, very end with his <laughs> famous, famous, obviously works quote, you know, Martha. Martha. Just shouting out Martha and, oh, we have the same mum's name. I guess I won't kill you then. Yeah, I know. It's just, that's why I'm saying it's really poor. Yeah. Poor script writing, good action, but too much of it. And it just, it was all a bit, you know, yeah. mumbled up, I guess you <laughs> could just say. just too yeah. much. Um, is that it for Batman and Superman? Or? Actually, I don't think you can go anywhere. But again, like the film, not a very good script for it in a sort yeah. of sense. Yeah, right. Fair enough, we're going on to a number three now. Yeah, so number three, um, which is a film that I actually watched previously in the year. Um, this is London Has Fallen, which is actually um, you know, a sequel to um, Olympus Has Fallen. So Olympus Has Fallen, I did like it. Um, starring Gerard Butler in both films Um, action was good however London Has Fallen seems to me that like it was just sort of money making you know so they could you know they made another film just purely for the money Um, it relies heavily on the action again similar to Batman vs Superman relies heavily on the action and not enough on the story there's a lot of plot holes Um, I think one of the only things that makes this film good 
is Gerard Butler. Um, I although, agree. although he's a great he, actor, he is a good actor. <laughs> oh, although yeah. this really, really wasn't one of his best performances. Right, well, that's disappointing because um, I really like Gerard Butler as well. I, I think know he's in my favorite film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's in you know loads of great movies. Three hundred as 300, well. You know, film. critically, it was you know tormented and law abiding citizen and law abiding citizen <laughs> as well but absolutely love the actor um and it's a shame just hearing that he was actually in a bad movie but um i, I have watched olympus has fallen haven't watched london has fallen olympus has fallen is a great film yeah i've seen yeah. it yeah. Um, it's very great the it? marketing for london has fallen as well was poor as well can i just add as well because um i didn't know about it until about a week after it had been released really? and yeah and i watched the trailer for it i just thought it was the most jam-packed random film i think we could have seen at that time but that's just to be honest i feel like it should have ended with olympus has fallen yeah. um obviously with it being set in london you assume that it's going to be mainly about london but mm. it's sort of about the american president a little bit too much right. and it's like okay. you, make can cl- you can clearly tell that it's been made by americans oh. yeah um you know I, um, I'm one of those I hate American movies um, you mean like a spaghetti no a spaghetti western that's a different style so. yeah but like, like no classic, complete cheese that's always like cheese action. fest of American action man stuff mm. I think it's called G.I. Joe G.I. Joe yeah that's like the most cheesiest American movie I think I've ever seen in my life there's a TV show as well which was great oh really don't be dissing because I think they first I know this is going off topic now but G.I. Joe the first one wasn't that bad it was really like typical action man yeah what's that movie one? dead cheesy not as bad but the second one i really hated the fact that they had actually killed off their main character just to put dwayne johnson in the main character because he's an a-list celebrity mm. i really hated that i just this yeah, point i just wanted to point out that there, sounds like a bad idea just yeah just because he was an a-list celebrity they killed off a really good well-acted um main character from the previous one so i'm not happy about that but, yeah. yeah so uh back onto london has fallen yeah i think um they should have ended with um, Olympus Has Fallen. Um, although I actually did sort of like this film because of the action, and I think that's sort of a guilty pleasure of mine and a lot of other people, that um, these action films, we, we the first thing that comes to our head is that we can't be dealing with it. But um, I really liked it. Uh, I, sorry, I really liked the action in it. However, the story just wasn't enough for me, which is why I think it's it's number three on this list, because it... They could have made it a lot better, and they it, it wasn't necessary. The film they, they just didn't need to right, make it. Yeah, because I haven't seen the film, but um, I have seen Olympus Has Fallen, and um, yeah, I mean, taking your word for it, I just yeah, it Olympus seem... Has Fallen was a lot better. Yeah, um, the story was a lot more emotional, but this film was just nowhere near as good. Which is um, a shame for Jared Butler, to be honest. Mm. To be honest, he hasn't. He's had quite a lot of bad films this year. Yeah, he has actually. Um, yeah. Gods of Egypt, is that's it? That's the one. Gods. <laughs> um, apparently, apparently that is also one of the worst. Not on our list. No. I think that's purely because we haven't seen it, I don't think. No, I, I don't, don't think want to. Any of us have seen it. I mean, I've seen reviews for it just literally days after it came out saying it was like the worst movie. Yeah, slated, yeah. But um, I, we couldn't really do a review of it if we haven't seen it. So yeah. I think it was only fair that we didn't put it in. But I think we could put it at six or something like that. At least it's. Yeah, honorable it's, mention. Yeah, it's an honorable mention. Um, or dishonorable mention. Dishonorable, yeah, more of a dishonorable. <laughs> We're trying to make it in limelight here. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for London Has Fallen. Mm-hmm. Or have you got anything else to add? No, that's pretty much it. All right, we'll go don't on watch, to pretty much the, the uh, <laughs> top two now. Um, I think these ones are kind of expected of 2016. I mean, lo- lots of people are talking about them. Um, but we're going on number two. 
We've got Ghostbusters. Now, Ooh. Ghostbusters became very popular on YouTube as one of the most, I don't know if it was at, at a point, the most disliked YouTube video on on the platform. Yeah, the trailer definitely got the, the trailer, most. yeah. It definitely yeah, got I the mean, most disliked. There was like reaction videos of people watching yeah. it who loved the original Ghostbusters and yeah. they were just you know, and devastated. That is, anyway. I mean, I watched it yesterday, so I had to be in today because um, I was just dying to say so much, you know, during the movie. I was like, what is going on? But I've never seen someone take the mick and take a joke out of such a, a success before. It's like literally they have taken away, say, you've, you know, you, the original Star Wars. It's like they've taken Star Wars and made it into an entire comedy. So if you can imagine someone taking away the original Star Wars movies and putting it into one movie of just a bunch of females taking the mick out of, like, of Star Wars. That's how it felt for me. It was like, because I was a really big fan of Ghostbusters, the original, with Bill Murray in it and, you know, the team. And I thought it was great. I thought it was funny as well at times, but not too funny where it became a joke all the way through. Mm. But um, when I say, you know, there was one-liners all the way through, there was one-liners all the way through. Yeah, the I, think entire quite, movie. I think one thing as well, um, quite a lot of people assume that a lot of people hate or dislike the film because it does have female um, actors in which it. Which isn't but the I, case. No, which, yeah. isn't, which really isn't the case because... No. Um, to be honest, that doesn't even enter in my mind when I go no, when I go and watch a film. I I really love Melissa McCarthy. She's been in loads of other movies, and I really like her. She's funny as hell. I absolutely love her. But um, and uh, Leslie Jones as well. She's really funny comedian. But again, I think she's these, not an actor. Which no, is. exactly. These these aren't actors. Melissa McCarthy is, and she does carry the movie a little bit. And they've also got like Chris Hemsworth, and they've actually got Bill Murray in the movie as well. Um, but he plays as a guy who actually doesn't believe in ghosts, which is like a like a joke or like an inside joke because he is the original Ghostbuster. But at the same time, it's, set it's in like the same a, world. So it's like yeah, it's set in the same world. It's like a stab in the back. It's like why would you do that to Bill Murray? I don't think it's needed. If but you, you know, mean. as um a bit of a you know another stab in the back for me personally, Tywin Lannister was in the movie, which is from Game of Thrones, and mm. uh, absolutely love him as an actor, and he was in it. And I just feel bad for him already. So you don't think you, you, you don't think he did a good job in? I think he did a I think he did a good job. He, he didn't have much to say, but I love him in his in his any movies or TV shows that he's in. Yeah. But um, this movie didn't give him a very good script, and he just didn't have much to say. But you know, you know, going on Warcraft before, um, how I was saying, you know, eight percent of it was CGI. Well, this movie is pretty much the same. There's not you know forgetting the fact that they're based in a setting in New York, um, they are also. 80% of the time filming with CGI green screens all around them because their equipment and their um, the ghosts obviously are also CGI and it's just it's a real it's a bit of a, like an eye like eye watering moment when it's eye like, green yeah it's, it's too it's really much green yeah that's, it, that's the word I was looking for it's, it's literally there's so much green and blue and purple constantly in your eyes it doesn't need to be like that and it actually did become sore it literally was becoming an, eye, eye, an eyesore I feel sorry for the people who watch it in 3D yeah, I really do. If they watched it in 3D, God bless. But, you know, <laughs> in that situation with that movie, like, oh, my God. Some of the um, acting from, because um, there's, uh, what, five chicks? Four girls? Four. Four, four, yeah. Four, definitely. Sorry, completely forgot. But one of them, the punk one, I can't remember the act- uh, the actress's name, but um, she plays, like, a, the ultimate stereotype of the character. So she's this punk chick very weird bit like proper individuality kicking in you know um has her own persona completely and goes beyond that to show that she is completely individual she is a complete 
you know, stereotype. And that's the problem. It goes so based on stereotypes that every line is a joke and every line is a, like, stereotype joke to that character. Mm. And, you know, you just find, like, as you go through the movie, when are they going to stop these jokes? Because you hear jokes from every role in the movie, not just, you know, um, the five main characters or four main characters, sorry. Well, five technically because it's Chris Hemsworth, but... Who, who actually played pretty well, I would say, in the film. Like, you know, he's yeah. pretty funny, like... I mean, he he's is. The, he was the dumb secretary. Just, he's, you know. Yeah, he's an actor, and but he did well. He acted I was stupid. more funny in this work than yeah, most he, of them, because he yeah. knows how to act funny and not just read off a script. I found lots of my moments laughing at his stupidity more than <laughs> I was laughing at their jokes. Okay. So, um, you do, so you, overall, you do think it had some comical elements that were actually funny overall though. yeah definitely comical elements um absolutely but they try too hard like one of the mo- main things i want to point out is that you really did try too hard to be funny too hard to be you know female dominated i know that's not an issue like the bridesmaids is a female dominated movie but it was so funny such a good movie as well um but with with um ghostbusters it's like it's just it's a trying too hard to be like that mm. in a ghostbuster origin which yeah, um, you know had such a you know male fan base you know i don't want to be like that sexist in that sense but it did it had a huge male and female fan base but it was mainly males and they kind of just like severed that in half by taking the mick out of it with an all-female cast as well as how they joke about the entire movie all the way through i think that's why it was kind of bad like the the film itself wasn't bad to an extent but it's bad because it ruined the whole franchise like yeah people went into that film i mean even before they went into the film it got disliking just like yeah do you really want to see see a film like you lived as a kid? Yeah. Get all this like four female cast roles, not bad. Like you know, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just like it kind of just it kind of just made mockery of the original. Yeah, and it's hard to explain because like, it does. It's like a constant poke, like, haha, this is this is the Ghostbusters you like, but now it's trash, <laughs> in like in moral sense, like, and as well, I don't, and this is just like being picky now, but the theme song. Ghostbusters, everyone knows it. Dead Catchy, it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. This one, they remix it. Can't remember the band. It might have been. I think it was Fire Boy. I think it, it was, and it's appalling. It's really bad. I think I re- they, actually. So you, actually think they, you think they should have just used the original? S- either used the original or just not at all. They should have stayed with Lionel Richie. Yes, that definitely. But even version. even even when it comes to statistics for this movie, financially, they had a you know a production budget of about 144 million dollars. Um, for this movie, that's mm. a lot of money for such a, a massive failure. In that and sense. I can imagine most of it was spent on cast and CGI. CGI and cast. Of actual that, story I can line. imagine that is literally the only the only cost and expense of the movie. But with only a box office grossing, so only a profit of a hundred and twenty eight million dollars. So major like you know, landslide there when it comes to it. Over time, they did make above one hundred forty four million, and when it came to worldwide profits, but first couple of months in big major countries only making 128 million which is the most important time exactly the definitely the most important time for the actors crew and cast and directors for everyone that's the most important time as well for them you also got to remember uh, the advertising they did in the sense of uh the i think it was london train station or it was one there like they had like posters and then they kind of made i don't want to say fake goop but they also made like a model if i remember and it's just like they spent time trying to advertise this and it was a bit It didn't work in the sense, and you know, yeah. if you're gonna use your money, you've got to make sure it works. Cause yeah, and you you should. This is a if it's a Ghostbusters film, you've got to try and not pander towards the old yeah. pe- the people who loved it. But 
You've got to make sure they go in. Yeah, they're exactly. Be like I said before, you know how they link, how I was saying it's like a Star Wars. I'm a massive fan of the Star Wars. And imagining them take picking a movie out of the Star Wars franchise and going, you know what? I'll take that bit. It's got a massive fan base. I will do the opposite to what people want from a second Ghostbusters or a second Star Wars. That's the type of reaction you're going to get. And that's the exact same reaction that people got from this. But overall, I am going to say, you know, it was at times a funny movie. But I found myself laughing more of the stupidity of the moment, stupidity of the characters, and you know just how over the top it was than it actually the, the actual funny parts and the jokes of all four of these comedians um, than anything else of the movie. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got to say really. Apart from you know, again, you know the script, like I said for the Tywin Lannister, one of my favorite actors from um, the Game of Thrones didn't really get much to say and what he did say was poor that kind of goes for a lot of people in that movie Ozzy Osbourne was in that movie as well not sure why but he just decided to show up and shout Sharon you know it is a little bit funny <laughs> it is it, it is funny oh I just love that yeah I, I, I mean I love Ozzy Osbourne and I love I love that scene but See, it's were, so it's you when it comes to the sense again with the whole trying hard too hard and I feel like that is just another element to it the script writing was appalling you know for every character they played the stereotypes too much and overall it was just you know when it comes to financially practically and you know character wise and just the movie layout it was just a big failure and that's exactly why it's number two in this list mm. but there is a bigger failure but there a is a bigger failure bigger it's failure. number two it's not number one and so why is it number one number one is suicide squad what a surprise which everyone <laughs> loved in the trailers yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the problem with it. Which, the trailers were which to be honest, actually brings me me onto the first point with Suicide Squad. Yep. They focus so much on the advertising, which again isn't a bad thing. Yeah, but it had so much hype around this film. Yeah, um, the trailers were actually fantastic. Yeah, uh, it had so much hype around the film, and then when the film actually came out, you know, it, it just, just didn't live up to it. It came, landslide. you know, walking out the cinema, it was almost as if like. You know what? What has just yeah. happened? What have I watched? <laughs> because spent the first thirty minutes getting character introductions, it was just like, come yeah, on, yeah, now, literally. Let's... There was a massive amount of time going into individual character time, and they were characters that we'd already introduced, had been introduced in the first couple of minutes of the film. Because in the first couple of minutes, we see Harley Quinn and Will Smith, um, or Margaret Robbie, sort of say, and Will Smith, and then we go into the individual, you know, character, you know openings and we see the exact same couple again they could have stolen a lockdown break and here we have like captain boomerang yeah uh, croc whatever his name is yeah, yeah. Croc. killer croc and like and then they can maybe show like a five second scene of like killer croc you know, like biting something like yeah yeah that's what he does or boomerang throwing a boomerang and be like that's that what he does that would be what they do <laughs> instead of like a whole like my name's captain boomerang and like a whole yeah, story backstory of it's just like yeah, I mean... They showed too much in the trailers, I would also say. I mean, if we want to compare this to a well-marketed film with a good, um, you know, end and a good, you know, like, cut to it, we want to talk about our number one best movie of 2016, which is Deadpool, which had the best marketing I've seen. You know, with a fourth wall-breaking, marketing everywhere, funny captions, you know, funny posters. This was good with this marketing again. Like, you know, Suicide was good with this marketing. They got when it came. They got Queen, Queen in the music in the and set it perfectly with the elements that was going on within the in the uh, trailer, but when it came to you know the final standpoint of the actual movie, there's a lot missing. Um, we saw things moments in the trailers that actually weren't in the movie, which is yeah, a which huge is a, which is a major problem. I mean, like, yeah. there were a lot of loose ends in this film, definitely, yeah, um, which weren't really tied together. Um, also, I think Cara Delevingne, um, her role was unnecessary. 
Um, I think it was purely because of how how you know popular she is. I mean, yeah. they got I her in that film. It's I thought she was alright in it. She was a good enchantress. Yeah, I think. Enchantress. Yeah, but yeah, I think that, I think unfortunately we can say the same about the Joker. To be honest, I think I, I remember seeing a video where they had actually removed the Joker scenes in almost every part, like rem- completely removed the Joker scenes, and this film still made sense. It still mm-hmm. had. I don't think it's. Line. I don't think it's. It, I think it's Jared Leto, is it? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. I, I don't think it's before. his fault. No. Um, he's tried to create this sort of quirky, weird Joker, but it it's not a patch on him. Yeah, I mean, he was slyly saying in one of his interviews that a lot of his scenes, if the scenes that he was in were actually in the movie, it would have been a lot better standpoint from the new Joker because mm. you know he's got a lot of pressure taking on one of the most legendary original Jokers of Heath Ledger. Mm. Um, he's got a lot of pressure and to not have his limelight enough to prove that this could be the next Joker is annoying and very disappointing for himself as well as for the people wanting to watch a movie with the Joker and the Harley Quinn in it. So, and that's the problem with it. That if you like were a fan of the of thing of Suicide Squad before, like the comics, was it? Yeah. When they do like, because it's a prison scene, isn't it, with Arkham? The Joker's actually very like influential in that storyline. Like he's actually part of it, you know, in the sense like he's also there. And to not to be cut out, it's just like you're moving yeah. plot lines in a sort of sense, like. Because you know he's there, yeah. he's kind of trying to get uh, Harley Quinn back just, in the sort of sense. Yeah, like, he just appears what? here and there. Just I think. For Harley Quinn. I think. Um, considering he wasn't in the trailers that much, it seems as though it, 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 it seemed as though the film would be mainly orientated around him. Yeah, yeah. but I th- don't think it was. I think I they think didn't. It, they didn't feature him enough. They didn't feature um, him in both trailers or the movie. He's obviously trying to be different than uh, Heath Ledger, is it? Yeah, his. Um, Joker, um, he's done a good job, but he just wasn't featured enough. No, um, and wasn't on a patch. And I think we can say the same for Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is in the movie. It's he, only like ten. It's seconds. only ten seconds, but yeah, he did have a scene in the trailer, um, which didn't actually get put into the movie as well. Which to do that to a Ben Affleck, you know, a list mm. celebrity. I mean, it's the new it's, Batman. It, it's a, people have this problem with games as well. It's false advertising. Yeah, it's not. Which it's is, not right. Which is actually a major problem. So people are spending their money thinking that they're going to see something. Yeah. And they see something completely different. Um, I watched a film, uh, later in 2016 called, um, Passengers, with Jennifer Lawrence in. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, good film, but the trailer was completely different. I, at least the the trailer before the film came out, and then right. obviously they started releasing different trailers. Yeah, but it was it was different, as in like. Uh, they had been they well, basically they wake up on the ship and in the uh in the trailers it seems as though they've been woken up for a reason but they're just woken up by accident but yeah back onto suicide squad yeah yeah i mean i know what you mean when it comes to that like that whole misinterpretation from trailers and i think that's what you get in in suicide squad's trailer you get queen backed up with it so you know it's the bohemian rhapsody song isn't it that they uh, use yeah, in yeah. queen so, yeah. yeah and um they use it in Suicide Squad, which is a very interesting but quirky and weird song with a very interesting but quirky and weird trailer. And it seems like there's loads going on with the song. There's loads going on. There's loads going on in the movie. There's lots to see. Um, but that's not the case. When you see the trailer, a lot has happened in that trailer. That is right. But when it comes to the movie, half of it's missing. Half of it is in the trailer, so you've already seen it. And the rest is just boring 30-minute introductions. Yeah, I think a lot of scenes don't make sense as well when they go into the bar. I mean, yeah. So it's 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 quite a good I like scene, the scene. But, but why you yeah, know the, it is. um i mean to be honest it, i can understand that it's trying to trying to you know sort of link us with these these bad guys yeah. and sort of emotionally 
attaches to these people but um i think they could have done it in different ways and just yeah. some of the scenes weren't necessary and overall just um you know look at the trailers and then look at the finished product it was just a disappointment yeah. and i think most people thought this i think that's exactly why it's also our number one instead of our number two because from the ghostbusters trailer people were like this is gonna be crap they knew it was bad it was just yeah. this was a just, this was a major disappointment and people yeah. were just you know disappointed by yeah, it. yeah people came to the trailers loved it came to the movie extremely disappointed and that's why it became number uh, number one because it's just it was a massive landslide for the suicide squad and the new you know villains of a series because we haven't seen um what was it deadshot or deadshot mm. and captain, deadshot, boomerang, captain well. boomerang we haven't seen yeah. in a movie before and that's that's something you know huge and i think they really let it down there i know will smith is a good actor um i love some of the movies he's in but with mm. this one he did well to portray his character the best he could but I think, uh, to be honest, just sorry to put in, but no, I think, um, I think he he did a really really good job in this film. Mm. He was one of the best points in the uh, you yeah. know, one of the best actors in the film. Mm. Although they all did a good job, and it it isn't necessarily the actor's fault. It's the it's the storyline. I no. think it could have been a lot better. But they also yeah. missed out a few characters because I, I I remember there's a character, a villain called Frost in it, but she's not in the film. But like she's part of the animated. Uh, oh right episode or you know the like film they did for it which is really good which you go should see because it's actually i would say it's a lot better than suicide squad yeah and it's animated it's a little bit more yeah. fun to watch sometimes it's got better comedy in it like, yeah oh, even right. in some scenes were ludicrous for suicide squad it's like they had like three uh, plane crashes wow and it's just like they all survived it three times it's like you'll be using like the yeah, same yeah. clip in a sort of sense like there's a know, very man. poor four-hour film. Like, they could have added 30 minutes onto it, maybe, you know, make it like a two-hour film. Yeah. And I think they could have made it much better. No, yeah, I agree completely with that um, That one. That when it came to, you know, you know, setting that movie's goals, setting that movie's uh, expectations to actually, you know, the cut of it. Because a lot of people, like you say, read the comics and stuff like that. And when it came to the movie, they were also disappointed. So we've got like three different types of disappointment here when it comes to actors didn't fulfill you know um trailers didn't you know fulfill either and then comics didn't fulfill it's like that constant letdown so you've got three different types of audiences and then you've got the general public and the general eye and they're not liking it either so people who don't know about these like these characters and these villains are still not liking the movie because it's still messed up loads um you know you'd be just talking about will smith what about margaret robbie how do you think she portrayed harley quinn and with the voice as well as well as you know how she looked she did all right, I would say. You know, like, it's kind of a tough one to do with the Harley Quinn because she's kind of joker and also saying you've got to have that craziness, but yeah. not too crazy. Mm. And that's a hard thing to portray. But I think she did all right. You know, I think yeah. I think she definitely looked the part. I think she looked. Yeah, the makeup was Quinn. the makeup was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, costume design was great as well. She did definitely, and it can't be a great. Like, well, it created the. Um, the entire spark of almost every girl dressing up as Harley Quinn for, for Halloween, for yeah. Halloween, for a couple of months, um, just for the sake of it, doing makeup tutorials. Maybe one that. problem though is with again talking on onto the uh, the costume. Maybe that Harley Quinn was over sexualized for this film. Yeah, um, and the the character wasn't focused on enough. Although it's no. obvious that she is crazy in the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you mean. Uh, I yeah. think it's a common um, theme with films nowadays a lot of women are seen as just yeah yeah over sexualized yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah i mean sick with margaret robbie 
I think she definitely was like over sexualized. Um, I don't remember. I don't know if you guys know, but if Harley Quinn ever was sexualized like that, like uh, over sexualized. Yeah, she usually wears like a full on like, in the uh, like, back in the cartoons. Like she yeah. wore like a full on like Harley Quinn like jester suit. Yeah, which and is it was nothing like nothing um, like it. The only person you'd say was uh, thingy Poison Ivy, but yeah, because Poison Ivy did when it came to like even in the originals, like the old movies with um, George Clooney. Like, Poison Ivy played as this, you know, female who could, like, kiss Robin and, like, possess people from mm. just a kiss. But, you know, sticking with Margaret Robbie, actually, I, I, I liked the what she looked like. I liked the uh, design, and um, even though it could have been changed and potentially been a better for, you know, just the female role, her Boston accent as well, I think, was so appalling. You know, it's when a you, hard accent to do. It's a hard accent to do. She's do hasn't she done that, a similar accent in... Um Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I think she did. Yeah. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street was actually not too bad because she, did, she, she got away with it. Brilliant on that, I think. Um, because she also got, kind of got carried by Leonardo DiCaprio, in my opinion, because he did phenomenal in that movie as well. Mm. But um, in this, this, this was um a little bit different. There's a very distinct accent from Harley Quinn, and it's hard to get it right. But she does have it because it's like that, that insanity as well as the Boston accent. Um, but she did do, she did do well. But I think she was missing just a little bit that one. Not agree, but I think that's enough about Harley Quinn. I think she's been a little bit, mm. you know, penalized a little bit too much there. But um, overall, Suicide Squad just a disappointment, I think. Yeah, a disappointment. And exactly like I said, you know, before where the trailer went from, you know, good to bad instead of Ghostbusters, which went bad to worse. I think that's what became the major, you know, worst yeah. point of our. In the trailer, you're taken by the mermaid with Queen in the background playing, like, yeah, this looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then the film came out, and you're just like, what's happened it's just yeah. i've lost like who's he who's that what yeah. is she doing that for us like yeah come on but if you want to make a film you're going to make it yeah like i think that's pretty much all for us uh today i think that's pretty much all we've got yeah. i think that's our top five list if you uh got any other ideas of what we should do for our you know top five if you think uh, other movies should have been in replace of the top five worst be sure to let us know Otherwise, follow us our, on, us our, on our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. And, uh, yeah, go on to our website to catch up for some more information. But other than that, we'll see you next week with the, uh, what was it, top Yeah, five? so we're going to be talking about, um, well, next week we're going to be talking about basically films that are going to be coming up in the year. The most yeah. anticipated, um, I would yeah, say. Maybe, yeah, maybe our top five. Everybody wants to Okay, watch, so yeah. join us next week for our top five most anticipated movies. Cheers. See you now.